Now, I can personally tell you that when I'm laying in a hospital or when I'm doing the chemo thing and whenever I'm feeling really, really, really sick, me and God gets really close. When I'm doing well and we're in abundance, I'm still trying to get close because I'm still trying to thank Him for not only what He's been to me, but what He is to me now. And I'm thanking Him for the future already that I have one. But I can tell you that I've learned a lot more lessons, can I get a witness, whenever I am sick than when I am well. I can tell you that I get a lot closer to Him the more I need Him because He's always there. But He's always there whether I acknowledge Him or whether I don't. And so when I was thinking about Thanksgiving, I was thinking, you know, we're going to go get together, all of us, and in, in our prospective places of Thanksgiving, and He's going to be there. And we are so blessed with abundance, it's just much more difficult to give Him thanks and to give Him thanksgiving. So I thought I would end this series with, with giving thanks right in the middle of our abundance. Now, for you folks who are regulars at Garrett's Chapel, um, this is also when I sneak in some money stuff. So just be ready for that. That'll be all right. Because this ain't a sneak in. This is straight from the Scripture. It's, uh, it, I, as I studied all week, I said, you know, this, I think we could preach on this for, for days and days. It's just one of the most, to me, it's one of the most affirming and uplifting stories in the, uh, in the Old Testament. Um, because, because in the Old Testament, those folks were just about as slack as I am. Uh, the, the first video said you can't be a whiner and give him thanksgiving at the same time. And I'm probably guilty of trying to do that. Whine and give him thanks at the same time. We know that the Old Testament um, characters often did that. They, were, you know, they, would, they would not give him all the praise and glory and he would bless them. And they would make a turnaround and he would bless them and they would turn back around. And you know what? That's just kind of like what we do, isn't it? And, and we are living in abundance. And so let's, let's just for a few minutes just kind of gather all that together, taking simply from the Scripture, because that's the only, where, the only place I know from where to teach. And we're going to see what these pre-Christians were doing for Thanksgiving. And, and it's not, these are not like uh, suggestions. These is really, really, really what happened. Once in a while, I don't, I'm sure it happens to you. It happens to me. It happens to everybody. Once in a while, we just, we just start like, praying for something, and it just doesn't happen. Well, that's simply because that was just not what's best for you, or there's some other scriptures that says you're praying in the wrong tone or for the wrong thing, and there are a lot of reasons that we know that God is in control and God is good, and it's all about... Thank you. I'll do it again. That's because it's all about... And Thanksgiving is all about... But you know what happens? He makes it about me because, because he allows me to, to, to worship him and to give him thanks because that's what he wants to do. Our, our, our music department constantly reminds us that his will is for us to worship him in song and to worship him with uplifted hands and to worship him. He created us to worship him. So it becomes kind of all about us as well as all about him. And, and, and when it becomes all about us, that's when we're just living in this abundance. And sometimes... It happens to me a lot that I don't even pray for it and God has this great big blessing for me and He just reaches out and goes, here, take it. You know, and if I just accept that blessing, then I can be thankful for that right in the middle of abundance. It happened to me yesterday. Yesterday, um, uh, my dad's in the hospital. Thank you for all the prayers. He's, he's doing well. He's just wearing a heart monitor. Daddy knows what a heart attack feels like. He's had a couple and he's got three stents and several other things going on, and he's, he's doing well. 
Um, we were up at the hospital, and we, we kind of stayed longer through lunch than we'd intended to, and I need to eat regularly. Um, and so it was like late lunch, 2 o'clock or something like that. And so we went to this restaurant because they have a particular soup that Diane really, really likes. And so we ordered a soup and salad, and we had our soup and salad, and we left. And went home and was resting for an event for Saturday evening. And um, we got ready to go to this event yesterday evening, and, um, and I said, Diane... I've lost my wallet, and, um, and so we looked in all the places that I put it, <laughs> and it wasn't in any of those places, looked all in the car and everything, so I called the restaurant to see if anybody turned it in. If you ever lose your wallet, and you think about calling the restaurant, don't waste your time, because this is never there, and but I thought the least the lady could say was, give me a minute, as soon as I said I've lost my wallet, nobody's turned it in. Well, like, look left or right, lady. Somebody might have turned it in. But she was like, and it was dinner time. So, you know, but my lovely wife, who's always right, put that, make sure that's recorded, uh, Terry. My lovely wife, who's always right, said, but before we go um, to, to, to this gathering, let's just go by the restaurant, see if it's there. I said, fat chance. So maybe we lost it, like, out in the parking lot. So we drive to the restaurant. They're busy, and we're in the parking lot. Diane and I are in the bushes with with little lights, looking for a wallet. So I finally go inside, through story, I go inside, and, and, I, and I walk in, and where we sat for lunch was like from here to the first pew. And this great big guy up front said, can I help you? I said, yeah, I had here lunch. I called. I know you all don't remember me calling, but I just called, and I've lost my wallet. I think this is the last place. I'm sure this is the last place I saw it. And so I said, can I look? And he said, yeah, you, you can look. And so I just took a half a dozen steps. There was two beautiful young 25, 35-year-old ladies having dinner, and I stopped right in front of the booth, and they looked at me like, did I do something wrong? And I said, I don't want to interrupt your dinner, but I lost my wallet here at lunch, and I said, there it is. And I just reached down. It was on the floor. picked it up. Intact. Four hours earlier, it was there. I said to Diane, maybe I ought to suggest you sweep the floor sometime between lunch and dinner. <laughs> But they got an A rating, and it's a good restaurant, and I didn't tell you who it was. Um, but but, but um, I was reminded, I got in the car, I said, what are the odds of that? And Diane said, it's a God thing. And then when I got to the gathering, I was chastised because they said, you know, that was a great time to say, you know what, if you're a preacher, you can find your wallet. If you'll, if you'll just meet the Lord, you just get with the Lord, he'll, he'll find your wallet. And if I were some of those other curly-headed guys on television, that would be a really good message, wouldn't it? really would. All y'all got to do is serve the Lord. You won't ever worry about losing your wallet. Don't listen to me say that. Just listen to me say that God has blessed me in abundance, and I believe He's blessed you in abundance, and I believe through all the whining that we feel necessary that we need to do as humans, we need to figure out how to give Him thanks in the middle of abundance, and, and we're all blessed. Let me try to real quickly um, introduce you to some Old Testament scripture, and, 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 and you'll see um, exactly these little three-point three things, because that's the only way I remember things, um, about how God blesses us and how He blessed those folks. Let me just tell you this, that um, you remember, of course, the, that God's people are the, the Israelite people. They're, they're the Hebrew people. They're God's chosen people. 
And, and those folks for centuries really didn't care about writing a lot of things down. That's why they, don't, they, you know, they didn't invent the printing press earlier. Because they, what they did was they continued to tell their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren the story. So they knew the story. And so they would tell the story at every feast, every time of the year, especially at these, these feasts of abundance, these feasts of harvest. And at every meal... And things like Passover, they would repeat over and over and over and, and, um, and remind themselves of how, what abundance that, that God has given to them. And in Deuter- by the time they get to Deuteronomy, none of these people actually lived in those days that they're talking about, but they knew it. They knew it and they remembered it. And so the first thing they did was, was they sat down and they remembered from where they came and they reflected on it. It's just not saying... As one commercial said a long time ago, I've been rich, I've been poor, rich is better. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm glad, but they actually reflected on, on not only where they've been, but how much God had just blessed them in His abundance. I want you to hear that when we read the Scripture. I also want you to hear how they responded. They responded because they were required. Not because they were asked, not because it made them feel good all under. They responded because they were required to respond. And then finally... They were renewed by the receiving of those awesome, awesome, abundant blessings. So you listen for those, th- those three things, and then um, think about for yourself where you fit into um, not only your remembering or your reflecting um, and your responding. And we're going to read from Deuteronomy, um, the, the 26 chapters. There's 19 verses in there. And you think, Deuteronomy, what good words come from Deuteronomy? Well, if you get, when you get to heaven, if you get there, ask Jesus. Because when he was in the wilderness and the devil was trying to nail him, he quoted from Deuteronomy. So, uh, you know, these are very important, important words. And I think for us this morning, when we think about offering, when we think about what we do, why we do, even, in, even in, during worship, there's a several thousand year old precedent for what we're doing here this morning. For all those folks who say, you know, we've got to change the way we do things, and this is a small world, and this is this world, it's a changing world. It is. But, but what we do here and what churches do all over, in one way or another, reflects back on what they did thousands of years ago. Let me share a scripture with you. It's from the NIV, um, and, and it's from um, Deuteronomy 26. The Bible says, Now, when you have entered, which is now, the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and have taken possession of it and settled in it. Here's what you do. You take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God has given you, and you put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for His name. And say to the priest in the office at that time, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us, Then the priest shall take the basket from your hands, set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians treated us, mistreated us, and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place, gave us this land, 
a land flowing with milk and honey. And now, excuse me, you had to tell me what verse I was on. Went 10? Thank you very much. And now I have bring the, don't you love technology? And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God, bow down before him. Then you and the Levites and the foreigners residing among you shall rejoice in all the good things that your Lord has given you and given to your household. Now when you finish setting aside a tenth of all of your produce in the third year, the third year of the tithe, you shall give it to the Levite, the foreigner, the fatherless, the widow, so that they may eat in your towns and be satisfied. Then say to the Lord your God, I have removed from my house the sacred portion, and have given it to the Levite, the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all you commanded. I have not forgotten, I have not turned aside from your commands, nor have I forgotten any. I have not eaten any of the sacred portion which I was mourning, nor have I removed any of it while I was unclean, nor have I offered it to any of the dead. I have obeyed the Lord my God. I have done everything you commanded. Look down from your heaven, your holy dwelling place. And I'm going to tell you something. I may tell God I've done anything, but I ain't going to say, I dare you to look down from your holy place and see what I've done. Look down from your heaven, your holding to a place. Bless your people, Israel, and land. You have given us, as you promised, as an oath to our ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. And then these last three verses of the sermon in itself. The Lord your God commands you this day to follow these decrees and these laws. Carefully observe them with all of your heart and with all of your soul. You have declared this day that the Lord is your God and that you will walk in obedience with Him, that you will keep His decrees, His commands and His laws, that you will listen to Him. And the Lord has declared this day that you are His people, His treasured possession as He promised, and that you are to keep all His commands. He has declared that he will set you in praise, fame and honor, high above all the nations he has made. And you will be a people holy to the Lord your God, just as he promised. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. Now, if you didn't hear the, the three points, let me just real, real, real quickly just tell you that, that as they sat down, they started the same way. Our ancestors, our father was a traveling Armenian. That was Jacob, who went into another land to get a wife, ended up with two, um, bless his heart. And, um, um, and, but he became, the people became known as Armenian because that's what Laman, his father-in-law, was, and, and he just became that. And, and they were a very small group of people, the Scripture says. They were not a nation. They weren't God's nation. Bad things happen. They get captured or they move into the the land of Egypt. They have to go to Egypt because there's a famine all over the world and Egypt got food. But that's not a good thing they went to Egypt because they became slaves. Y'all remember that? So that's not good. But the good thing is, according to what they're saying, because they were in Egypt, they became a great nation. Simply through God's blessings and a lot of reproduction. And they just became this great nation. They became God's people. God's great nation. And they remember that. Um, um, during that time. And um, the, yeah, they were whiners and, and, and they were not very humbling sometimes. Um, um, but, you know, how many of us remember a time when, you know, we just felt like whining, you know, because it just felt better. And, um, and, and yet it was hard to give thanks. And that's the way these, these people were. Well, they're, in the, they're in now, they're in abundance, just like you and I are in abundance. And, 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 and whatever else that means to you, uh, in, in abundance, but you are, 
and I am this morning. Um, yeah, I get chemo tomorrow morning, 8.30. You pray for me. But I'm just in abundance. My God has just so blessed me in, in, in so many ways. And so God says, you know what? Here's what you do. You give, me, you give thanks right in the middle of all the good stuff. Not, you know, somebody said, but you don't know um, what circumstances I'm living under. And the answer is, well, don't live under those circumstances. Because you, we need to learn how to give God thankfulness. I want you to understand that. There's a, the, the, in fact, the, the third verse is one of my favorite verses. Because when we talk about giving to the church, because they give, I mean, it's, it's pretty specific. Bring your offerings to the storehouse back in Malachi, bring your offerings, physically bring them, after you reflect, after you reflect, after you remember where you came from, what you had, what you have, after you reflect, after you're thankful, then bring your offerings, and it says bring the, what you got left, after you pay your $190 cable bill, and your $200 phone bill, and your $800 car payment, and your $3,500 house payment, and if there's anything at all left, then that's what you bring to the storehouse. I hope that you didn't hear that in that scripture. He used one word, that's the most important word you'll ever hear, and the word is first fruits. What he told him to do was go into the land and work first, because he gave him this land of milk and honey. You know, we were born here, except for Carlos, and we adopted him. We were born here, and... Um, um, and so God just, you know, this is, um, was it Mr. Buddy who said um, last week uh, at, the, um, at the seniors meeting that, um, that no matter how bad it is, it's still the best place on earth to live. Amen. Um, it's still the, best, the best, uh, best place to live. So we're born here. But so God says, okay, I'm giving you this land, but after you work the first fruits, then you give a tenth. And that's what you're supposed to do. You reflect, you remember. To give you tenth. Then this, and then the coolest thing is he, he tells them how to do it. He tells them to bring it to the altar. But I want you to notice something when you go back and read this again, and I'm sure that you will. When you go back and read Deuteronomy again, in this 26th uh, chapter, who does he say to give it to? Class, do you remember? He says, give it to whatever priest is on duty that day. Whatever priest is there, give them your money. Which means that when we have an offering, you're not giving it to Jerry or Buddy or any particular thing except for you're giving it to God. That's what he's trying to say. You give your first fruits, your best, to God in thanksgiving for your abundance. After you reflect, after you remember. And the next thing he says is that this is not an option. He says that God commands you um, to um, uh, respond through requirement. He says, um, he says you know what happens? And, and, and I'm really not going to get into this much, but we live in a wonderfully technological world, unless you want this thing to go to the next page, and it wouldn't do it. But we, we live in a wonderful technological world, which we, can, which I was, we were scopping somebody from uh, Columbia last Wednesday night. I was talking to somebody. He didn't understand me. I didn't understand him. But we were watching each other. And but, so it's become a really technological world. And so there are a lot of places of worship that, that you can give online or have an ATM machine out in the lobby. Y'all, have y'all seen the ATM machine out in our lobby? That's because it ain't there yet. Um, but there's all kinds of ways to do it. But here's what, this is what's special to me, and this is what I like about Jason 
sharing. It's one of the some. It's one of the times that I can get a chance for Jason to share his his um, his offering with the with the the baby grand and 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 just worship because because basically what he's saying is your offering becomes you or you become your offering when you place things. It's like that's me, God. That's my thankfulness. And you know, God, um, I, I may not be in abundance where I can give you as much as the next person. And God says, I don't care about that. I, I don't care about how much. I care about your first fruits. I care about your heart. I care about you. And, 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 I, and I want you to give from the heart hilariously. And, uh, and you, give, you give what he's blessed you with. The amazing thing is that the more that I give God the credit for my healing, the more healing he does for me. The more I give God credit for the forgiveness for me, the more he forgives me. The more I give God credit for all of the wonderful things that he does in my life, the more I'm able to get out, and even outside of church walls, but in civic organizations or just in the crowd or I missed it in the uh, restaurant. Um, and the more I give him credit, the more he blesses me. And, and, and Diane and I, didn't, we didn't go from zero to, to 10%. You, you know, you kind of have to... You kind of have to ask God what you can do and then, and then continue on in, in, his, in, in his listening. Um, but, but it's not an option. It's not like it, it's just not an option. He says that we are to be, we're commanded to give thanks. It's an act. And so I, I just kind of like, I just, I just kind of like it. But if you choose to give online, please don't let me discourage you for that. If you choose to, uh, uh, whatever way you choose to give, you, you go ahead. Like I said last Sunday, God loves a cheerful giver, but if you're a grumpy giver, we'll take it. Don't make no difference to us. <laughs> Finally, and, and, and I, w- I want you to hear this as, as we close, because I, I really wish that there were, there were some, gosh, some words of wisdom that I could really, really I- encourage you with um, when it comes to giving in abundance. But verses 16 through 19, um, just do it uh, for me. Um, and, and I do have some personal reasons why it does it for me. And the personal reason that I have is because, because I've, um, uh, God just blesses me. And, and it's not about me, it's about Him. And, and the more that I trust Him, the better I get physically. And the more that I help other people, I shared this with, with Ms. Rosen and some folks the other night. Um, it, it's, it's been, sometimes it gets to be a difficult time as a pastor like I say, my dad's in the hospital, and, and we've got chemo and all that sort of thing. And it just seems like the more, that, the more that I can make a difference in just one person's life, the better I get physically, the better I get spiritually, uh, the better I just feel. Um, and, you know that, and you know what? That may sound selfish because I'm sitting here telling you it's all about him, but he also helps, it make, helps make it be all about me so that we can't outgive each other, God and I. The more I try... And the more credit I try to give to him, the more he says, I'll just use you. And that's, that's, this is what happens. Verses 16 through 19 as we get ready to close, Jason. It says, um, and this is Thanksgiving at its best. I mean, you know what? Read it on Thursday before you eat. NIV says, the Lord your God commands you this day, the word is command, to follow these decrees and laws. Carefully observe them with all of your heart and all of your soul. He says this, you have declared this day that the Lord is your God and that you will walk in obedience to him, that you will keep his decrees, his commands and his laws, that you will listen to him. You just declare that. That's thanksgiving in abundance. And the Lord has declared to this day that you are his people 
You know, I'm his. No matter where I find myself, I'm his. In a restaurant or in a chemo lab or in church or on the street, I'm his. His treasured possession, as he promised. And that I'm, that you are to keep his, all of his commands. And he has declared that he will set you in praise. That you will be a people holy to the Lord your God, just as he promised. Going into the land of Egypt, I mean in the land of, uh, of uh, milk and honey, is not about geography. That, that has nothing to do with the geography. Yes, it was the promise of God and he came through. Going into the land of milk and honey is what God has promised each one of us. The good, the abundance. Whether it be financial, whether it be with your family, whether it be with friends, whether it be just between you and Him. You eat Thanksgiving lunch. We've had Thanksgiving lunch at our house in Myrtle Beach once. Ain't going to happen anymore. But we had, we've had Thanksgiving lunch. I had uh, Diane and, and, um, and uh, my daddy and I, Brad, had Thanksgiving lunch at the soup kitchen one year, um, serving. Um, and wherever it is that you worship him and give him thanks on this Thursday, remember, reflect about how good he's been to you, and then um, know that it's a requirement. It's not an option. You don't even have to like the messenger. That's the message. It doesn't make any difference to me. That's from the Bible. And then renew by receiving what he has for you. Oh, there's some things what I wish I had I don't. There's so many things he has for me. This absolutely just messes with my heart and my mind. My prayer is the same for each one of you. Lord, let it begin with Jerry. What I want to do now as we get ready to close is, is I want to I share the names of, uh, of those who've been given to me. Um, and then the altar is open. We're going to have our closing song. And if you just want to come up here and give thanks, or if you want to give it in your pew, or if you want me to pray with you, if you don't know my king, I sure wish you would know him today. That's my king. That one who all those words and more. I want you to leave this place with thanksgiving because you are blessed. And it's the hardest thing to do is to be thankful when you're blessed. It's weird, but it's just the way it is. We're human. It's hard to do because we think we did it on our own and we think that we deserve it and we think all these thoughts that the devil puts in our mind. But we are in abundance. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I pray this morning that if there be one here whose, whose heart just has never opened to you, that, that this day would be the day that they would realize that, yes, there's something missing. Yes, there are things that are happening. Yes, Lord, there are ways going on from our, from our homes to the nation's capital and beyond that, that, we, don't, that we, we don't understand as a blessing. Um, the, the Israelite people didn't know why they were in Egypt, but you became God to them and made them a great nation. I can't imagine why you'd want America as your people. But we do know that we came to this country long before I came to be able to exercise freedom of worshiping the God that is the only one and true God. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for our abundance. And Lord, I also pray for those this morning who, who have prayer requests. I, I pray for the Terry Moody family, uh, Jerry Moody family. Uh, Jerry passed away early this morning. Um, uh, with cancer. And Lord, I pray for um, 
Donna Jones' request for uh, Glennie and um, Leroy Worrell because their house caught on fire this morning. And Bill knows what's, what that feels like, and it's just, God, they need a filling of some empty spaces in their hearts and in their lives right now. Lord, we pray for uh, Suzanne's mom, Vera Wilson. Um, her brother passed away this week. And Lord, you know what she needs. Peace, she needs comfort, um, and she needs your assurance. Um, as she continues to battle even her home, her own health issues. And we pray for her, Lord, by name. Uh, we thank you for what you've done for um, Bill Vaughn's daughter, uh, Billie Jean Vaughn McDonald, as she goes through her treatments. Um, and we just pray that you would continue to bless her in those. Lord, we pray for uh, Jenny and Robert uh, Kravitz, um, who's uh, in, in pregnancy and, and they've tried uh, for years and, and now they're 12 weeks pregnant and, um, and Jenny has MS. But Lord, you know all about that. And your scripture tells us, you knew us before we were even born, while we're in our mother's womb for those 12 weeks. Protect that child, that mom, and be with that family, we pray. Lord, we pray for Donna Jones, um, a dear church member of ours who's here this morning, who's having a kidney surgery in the coming days. And Lord, you know what's holding that up. You know about the bureaucracy. You know about all the paperwork. You know about all that. But you also know when she needs her surgery and exactly when she needs it, which was not last week, but exactly when you ordain it to be. Well, we have a, 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 a request for... Um, for Keith and Kelly, who's recovering from surgery, and their newborn. Um, and it's re- requested by Ingrid and, and Jacob. Um, God, we just, we just lift these up in, in prayer, because you know about recovery, and we thank you for that. Lord, we pray um, for Ralph Burroughs, who is Susan Sutton's uncle, who again, the cancer word comes up, and the chemo, Lord, we pray that it would be a healing medicine and not a, just a killing medicine. That he would respond and the cancer would respond. But we have a special request uh, from the grandparents of Carly um, that all her needs be met, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and that you, Lord, would be in control of all the circumstances. And we know that if you're not in control, those needs are not going to be met. We know that if you're not in control... Um, things don't um, don't please you, but we know you are. We know Donna and Bob's heart, and so we pray that you would um, touch touch their hearts, that they would listen and hear what you have to say and do what's best for this precious child, this gift that you've given to us all. Lord, I pray for uh, my daddy as he continues to to uh, wear the heart, heart monitor. I pray for all those who are in the hospital, those who are going out, those who are coming in, um, and, and, and all those who need you in any and all way. We do indeed thank you for Thanksgiving. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus. Hear our prayer. In Jesus' name.